Hailing frequencies are open. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Clear Skies, our Star Trek Adventures live play with Stream Punks, where we just kind of horse around and play our own version of Star Trek, and it's a lot of fun. And sometimes they are insubordinate and run off on uh, secret missions, and it's awesome. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, let me just jump into some quick announcements. Um, just as a reminder, and as a big thank you, a huge thank you. It's, of course, the beginning of the month, so we want to thank you all out there, Ox Group, for supporting the Stream Punks yet again for another month. We really appreciate it. We're in a transitory period right now where we're kind of like creating the next phase of what the Stream Punks are upgrading ourselves a little bit. So if you've noticed that it's been a little like announcement, quiet, announcement, quiet, that's what's going on right now. So thanks for hanging in there and thank you so much for all of our support. Uh, your support goes to not only Clear Skies, but also supporting the cast of Blood of the Void and anything else that we do. So thank you very much for that. Um, aside from that, the only announcement I have personally is just to remind everybody that if you want to watch the most bizarre character dynamics in a D&D game that exists in a game that's attempting to be serious, <laughs> I recommend checking out Gax Pack on Sundays from 1 to 4 p.m. and uh, on the Gary Khan Live channel. And uh, that's all I've got. Bam, my announcements are done. What's up? <laughs> oh. uh, anybody else got? Yes, Bonnie. Um, well, this is random, but anyone that's randomly in Louisiana at the end of the month, I will be. Oh, I'm hearing an echo, but that just might be me. Um, I'm, I'll be at Louisiana Comic Con at the end of the month. We'll see if it gets canceled uh, with, with COVID and the Delta variant. I don't know what's going to happen, but if you're down south, Come and find me. I'll be there. And then uh, I have music coming soon. I've been, I'm waiting on videos and follow my socials. I'll post them when I get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And on Wednesdays, Starfinder. I'm on that. Where's well, that? Xander. It's, it's Pathfinder. But oh, yeah. Pathfinder. <laughs> I'm not on Starfinder. Pathfinder. Look, you know. They're going to find their path to the stars. Yeah. And... There's a lot of RPG words in my head. Yeah. Sure. And. <laughs> and stuff yeah sure xander will announce it anybody else have any other announcements yeah i could go next real quick i, yeah, I have my regular schedule uh, here and then tomorrow shikar on that bronze girls channel we're playing DD. wednesday yeah. as bonnie mentioned on the paizo channel playing uh, secrets of magic with pathfinder uh and then this friday for failed save over on pixel circus all right and xander I do believe y'all just finished filming LA by night. Is that correct? We have. That's as much as I can say that it yep. has been filmed. I, I will not. I will not try to pry you for more details. Yeah. But I am it was a time. <laughs> B Dave. B Dave wasn't so discreet. B Dave. Was like, oh my God, y'all. We like, all know. <laughs> B Dave pulled Eric. Um, all right. Uh, anybody else have any other announcements? Yeah, Aki. Hey, everybody, I'm back. Yay! Uh, that's <laughs> announcement number one. Number two, um, please catch me tomorrow as I rejoin uh, the uh, RP Game Changers for what is going to be a two-part playthrough of a game called Necomancy, where we're going to be... It's going to be cats. <laughs> a whole lot of cats. So many cats. It's a RPG all about cats. Um, that starts at 3 p.m. over on the Indicade Twitch channel. And then, of course, you can catch me on the season two premiere of Let's Get Wild Month on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Uh, we were supposed to have our premiere last week, but we had to postpone because of technical difficulties. So make sure you check us out on Saturday. Um, and yeah, all the rest of my schedule can be found over on my Twitch channel. But yay. Exciting. Also, 
I am now legally non-binary. Officially, Aki. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, congratulations, Aki. Thanks. Very I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other announcements? Real quick Rafe. before. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, shout out to Lauren themselves for making this amazing acelet for me. Um, it's, <laughs> it's an ace awesome. bracelet with a piece of cake on it. The That's piece of cake awesome. is not edible, but I might try. That's awesome. Rave. Rave, so, would, you like, would you like to tell us any NDA stuff from Nickelodeon? Um, God, no. I feel like they'll like crash through my window. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Next, <laughs> like, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man. Squat team say from anything. Nickelodeon just shows up um, with, with not, like, green not, slime guns and just um but we're making a lot of cool stuff and that works to talk about it but it's also uh it's been keeping me busy so like i'm glad i can come do this once a week and hang yeah. out amongst the stars it's really nice but also like watch star trek prodigy that's a thing i can talk about yeah uh, into that show um we have a i can say this now we have a janeway cameo role who knows she was in the trailer it looks really um, good. It looks adorable. Uh, and it looks beautiful. My God. Yeah, I'm just like... really excited to have like an accessible point for like Star Trek and like kids. And yeah. so, um, yeah, excited for it. It's just like, it's super badass. Um, so tune into that and keep following that. That's, there you go. There's my, there's my promo. All right, y'all. Any other announcements for the evening? Nothing about power play? Ah, yes, there we go. Uh, I am a creature of limited announcements. I am apparently a creature of limited forethought. I am going to space, having yes-handed myself, and to a whole, yes, a whole ass mess. And for this, we are excited. Let's go to space. It's a beautiful poem. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. Welcome back, y'all. We're going to be jumping into a pretty big episode of Clear Skies tonight because, man, the bridge crew has decided to 
pull, well, let's be honest, pull a Star Trek captain. I mean, pick a series <laughs> where a Star Trek captain was like, no, we can't do that. It's off the regs. Um, so uh, very interesting stuff bubbling up. Um, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode. Um, so to start things off, big things that are happening on board the Ross right now. There is a martial arts tournament. Now, it's funny because this martial arts tournament, just a little out of character here, is an example of a scene request from an ox crew run amok, which has happened a couple of times now. But this was a scene request for the ox crew, and it just kept blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. And now we're having like the Hill Valley Karate Tournament in Hall of Deck 3. Uh, it's a Karate Kid reference for the youngsters. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Gina, and check your, check your text. Mm-hmm. What's up? Um, so this has become a big thing that's happening right now. Um, that's going to be happening very soon. Now, this was originally just supposed to be uh, for Starfleet officers only, but it has since blown up and is now the, uh, the purview of anybody who is on board who wants to compete. Namely, namely, Iklat Itlan. Ilkat Itlan is the first that is accompanying the, the uh, Vorta, who is on board during negotiations for Cardassian war reparations. Specifically, war crimes that were committed against the people of Cardassia, as well as the Alpha Quadrant. But specifically for during this meeting, Cardassia, who is in the process of rebuilding. It is a largely diplomatic process intended to restore or at least create some bridge foundation of friendship. And one of the things that the Federation has agreed on during this, this meeting is that in a limited capacity in designated zones, trade ships from the, from the other side of the wormhole will be allowed to come through and conduct trade. And they're doing this specifically to keep up and strengthen diplomatic ties. Um, of course, agreements like this are always, especially in a post-war environment, you, they're almost always just ways for both governments to keep tabs on each other under the guise of friendship. Um, however, the war reparations meeting did go quite well, thanks largely to the help of Olin Marginil and their uh, entourage of dipl diplomatic attaches that helped get the thing done. Uh, two and a half weeks of hard negotiations. Nodrin was getting ready to leave the vessel, but uh, Captain Sol wasn't ready to let that happen just yet. And as we all saw, a transporter needed some maintenance, and there was a delay, and then there were things happening. It's all understandable. I mean, the Ross is a big, chunky piece of technology floating in space. I mean, sometimes things happen, you know? All of that technology, all of that technobabble jammed into 30-plus decks of Starship. I mean, it's inevitable that's going to happen. Sol squared off against Nodrin in the uh, transporter room. And before you knew it, Nodrin had inserted himself into the karate tournament using his first as the entrant and an exposition fighting match. While all of this was happening, though, another plot has been brewing behind the scenes as Lacat and the science staff of the USS Ross has been slowly uncovering 
a development that has been happening right underneath the noses of everybody in the Alpha Quadrant. From the beginning of the USS Ross's journeys out into deep space, across the Alpha and Beta Quadrants and into the Shackleton Expanse, the Ross has had interesting encounters with particle fountains, specifically one that opened the doors to a first contact. As it turns out now, little bitty things that the Ross, the, the things that the Ross has been doing ever since she left Space Dock have all been breadcrumbs to a build to a bigger picture that's taking place all throughout here in the galaxy. And evidence has recently been uncovered that not only are these particle fountains, it's possible to predict their creation, but that subspace might be weakening to a point where there might be multiple eruptive events taking place across the Alpha Quadrant, which could be disastrous for subspace. It could mean the end of subspace communications for over a thousand years, and it could mean the end of warp travel anywhere past warp one for the next thousand plus years. No one really has a model for the scale of disruption that would take place if these particle fountains were all to erupt. Uh, there's also theories that they may not be naturally occurring. However, the theory right now as it stands is that subspace had been weakened as a result of the weapons that were being used in the Dominion War, and somebody might be trying to take advantage of that. But more data is required. There's a lot of stuff bubbling into the background. And we're starting tonight's episode off with Olin Marginil waking up in their quarters after a long, well-deserved sleep, uh, taking some time off and regenerating a little bit, knowing very well that, Olin, when you wake up, that bastard Nodron will not be on board your starship. You know that things will finally be returned back to normal. You'll be on to the next mission. It'll be smooth sailing. I mean, hell, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get something easy, like another first contact mission again, compared to this. Um, you wake up to the sight of Patience in your face with a wagging tail staring at you. Patience. Exhibiting the exhibiting the behaviors of, of that uh, inspired the name. Stand, just laying there, paws in front, staring at you, waiting for you to wake up. Is it breakfast time already, girl? She perks immediately. The ears stiffen. You hungry? You ready for some breakfast? And then that's when you start getting paw slaps. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And she, you say all right, and she tears off the bed and is on the ground. Eats it a little bit, but as a dog does, recovers and has a blast anyway. Just stumbles and then just keeps running up to the over to the replicator and starts spinning in circles in front of the replicator. Uh, computer, uh, patience uh, formula 14, please. Forms right there in the replicator. Sit. And they obey immediately. Just completely stock still. Wait for it. I put the boot down. Wait for it. Doesn't move. All right, go ahead. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. All right. You look at your daily schedule. Computer starts reading off your appointments today. It's a light day couple of appointments. You see a couple of ship-wide announcements of things that are happening right now. Uh, 
the uh, power systems in the Arboretum are undergoing a maintenance, but it should only last about 10 minutes. There is the martial arts tournament. You keep scrolling down. You, what pauses, causes you some pause, first of all, when you see the martial arts tournament is, uh, you do notice that uh, the Lieutenant Alejandra Vasquez is currently the one that is coordinating the martial arts tournament and she is one of the bridge crew officers during beta shift she takes over at tactical and security she is one of yuri prawl's however you also see yuri prawl's name on there which kind of catches your interest but that's not what causes you to freeze olin a special exhibition match and you see the name ilkat itlan I would like to add, I would like to add, you do have an emergency um, note from Exio. <laughs> it pops up about the same time you see the name, you see ding, message waiting. And it's just a, a form um, uh, personalized to you, but with an attached message to let you inform all of the diplomatic staff that the ambassador is still on board. And there's like the way you the, the way it is written, you can tell it's one big exio. Sorry, <laughs> like it's less formal than normal, and you can tell that exio made this a little buddy, butterier because it's bad right. news, right. and they know that this is bad. Cleaned it up. Computer. Very, 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 very big cup of chamomile, please. Yeah, so a 12 ounce appears <laughs> in the appears in the replicator. Um, yeah. Uh, applications are currently being accepted for whoever would like to challenge Ilkat Itlan. And there have been four applications already. This is fine. Just another day on USS Ross. And just in a, a reply to Exio, uh, of course, think nothing of it. Is all they say in response. <laughs> Somewhere Exio just goes, oof. Yeah, actually, you're going through the millions of computations as you're examining your schedule, just as your uniform is going from blue to red as you're mm -hmm. about to report to bridge duty. You you immediately get the sense that uh, you're like, ah, the ambassador's awake. <laughs> yeah, because I just get them kind of, you know, mm -hmm. red in my head. So it just kind of goes across my vision and it's just like stop dead in the tracks and then just, <sighs> good morning. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, when you step out onto the bridge, Exio, you see Saul is already there, and most of the bridge staff, um, even though they're not on duty, uh, all getting ready to go into the briefing room for the morning command briefing. Yeah, I would say that Ellen, once they've cleared their notes, starts heading up to the bridge as well for the meeting. Okay. Good morning, Captain. The diplomatic staff have been informed. Ellen has um, acknowledged. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. 
I don't know flower language. Is there one for this one's on me? I think it's called a drink, Captain. Huh. I think. Where in the they... arrangement does that go? Centerpiece? Um. <laughs> uh, either that or an IOU at the bar. This is going to be more than a drink. Oh! Ambassador! Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Ambassador. Good morning. Rest assured, this wouldn't be happening if it didn't really need to. And I look to Prawl. Um, Prawl? Prawl just nods. He's, he's at his station waiting for the meeting to begin. So as everyone kind of goes, actually at this point, as, as the bridge crew is largely here, everyone starts filtering, walking down the ramp and filtering into uh, the conference room for senior staff. As everyone situates, we'll say the first part of the morning, everyone just goes over shipwide activities for the day. They're unusually sparse because right now, the Ross hasn't technically reported in after a mission complete which is captain's prerogative and can do so when uh, captain feels the mission that the Ross is ready for a new mission. Um, right now, you, you will note, Olin, that as you were walking into the conference room, the ship is not at warp and that it is currently moving at impulse power, but you don't see Cardassia in the window either. <laughs> and as a result of that, like it just kind of brings home the fact that the Ross has just moved off station, still in system, but, but moved off station. Um, Vryn finishes up his report being the last person to give like a quick run through of uh, shifts, uh, fulfillment, stuff like that, kind of going through what all the personnel has been up to, any ship updates. It's a lot of monotony this morning, nothing too extravagant. And that opens the table up to anything you would like to discuss before the captain dismisses. I don't think it needs to be a discussion, but I just as a note, I think that Jane does like in her report, like talk about like specifically the work that like the people that she's like gathered together to work on like the particle mm -hmm. captains. Um, Yada and, and that, like that data gathering is still continuing. I, I would like to make it up. We are not yeah. taking a break for the martial arts. <laughs> you you to. tapped tech for that team, right? Tech is also helping you with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so let, let me fill you in real quick, uh -huh. tech. Um, and actually, you too, Lacat. But mm -hmm. um, so far, basically, what is being hap what is happening is models are being built mm -hmm. off of the data that Yada has put together. Um, there's, not, as Jane said, there's not a lot happening at the moment. The models are still being constructed, but you're on the team now, so you've been helping with that where you can. As well as um, we have that new subspace relay that we were using to contact mm -hmm. Therese. Um, tech is going to be using that technology to sort of modify the communications uh, that we already have as well, just okay. to keep in contact. Yeah. Um, on lighter news, uh, all of the protocols and holodeck space for the martial arts tournament later are set. Um, I will be refereeing as to make sure there are no, um, cheating. 
<laughs> evil laughter in the background. <laughs> Cheating! <laughs> All the no-hull breach protocols are understood and in place. Not a single hole in the ship, Captain. Those are the I orders. I don't suppose Great. any of you have wardrobe suggestions for what I should wear on my date with Nodrin tonight? Date? It's not a date, actually. But obviously someone has to babysit him. Friend goes, wow. I didn't, of all the people, I didn't think we were going to catch sarcasm. I didn't think it was going to be you, Chief. I, I didn't catch the sarcasm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, you should ask Solon, though. They always have great fashion. It should Ooh. definitely pick up something water resistant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What? Oh, is Solon going to enter Make the tournament? Oh, I've got, I've got an idea. This is Bryn. Bryn. Bryn is putting his hands together and just going, oh, no, I've, I've got a great idea. Please do share with the class. We need to put Solon and Nodrin together. Why? Because if there is anyone who can get under Nodrin's skin, it would be Solon. It's going to be Solon. Out of the mouth of friends. You cannot piss off Solon. You can't. Solon is, Solon is, a, is like. Yeah. It just it just can't happen. This is amazing. How do we get Nodrin to ten forward? Oh, he's We don't there. have to. We'll just no bring Solon to the martial arts tournament, That's which is option. properly their place during I, this cluster. I can make several changes to the seating arrangement for the ambassadorial section. Since you do have a date and a much better one. Mm. I do. With Solon. Well, oh. wouldn't you much rather sit next to them? Oh, Solon? A hundred percent. That is without <laughs> And how about um, we make them on your left and Nodrin on your right, and I'll install an emergency partition just in case. <laughs> I think that would be wise. And, and Olin just kind of looks at the captain and like quirks an eyebrow. All right, so from what I understand, there are four applications. Who's the sacrificial lamb? I feel like I saw one of our bridge offices on that list. At least one. Oh, do I know the four? Who are the four so far? They look like ox crew members. Oh, None of them look... Oh, and and you also see the chief medical officer of the USS Ross. <laughs> yeah, like this whole conversation just happening, McCrawl just slowly raises her paw. Yeah. I, I was I was banging on the fact that McCrawl 100% put herself on that list, so... Uh, I look at the captain and I go, Captain, during the Dominion War, I was on the sidelines patching up most of the the soul the the starfleet officers that were fighting however this time i feel like uh, i would like to get my paws a little dirty you want to change things up by being the patched up one this time the uh, not again not lack of faith but but <sighs> my medical team is more than capable of taking care of any injuries that shall happen during the martial arts tournament. And I shall be fine. 
Ambassador, how much diplomatic harm does it do for our do ship's doctor to get swatted across a ring if that happens? Well, if uh, she does so with informed consent, not much. All right then, Macrell. On your head be it, I suppose. I'm very quick, Captain. P.S. to hit me first. We saw how she handled the changeling. <sighs> handled. <laughs> very well, it's confirmed handled? and- Handled? Would handled be the correct, because paw? I don't, I'm sorry. Huh? Pondled. No, that sounds that, wrong. That one sounds a little different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So I see we're all ready for the day. Excellent. And yeah. we have all of our scans and maintenance checks set up. Everyone's going to be focused. Again, a look at Prawl. Yes, same. Prawl's jaw is clenching. Yeah, what am I getting off? Because the moment the yeah. jaw goes, Olin is like keyed into the jaw clenching Olin, when it comes you... to him. You get a sensation of exhaustion. Mm. Curiously enough. And you will note that he did not contradict or speak up about the captain's choice to fight Ilkat Igla. He remained very quiet. Has he scheduled any sessions with any? Um, no. None. God. No. <sighs> you want this one or do? <laughs> or, or shall I? Oh, we, we, no, no. Uh, I, I very much know that my presence does not calm uh, Commander Paul. Cool. <laughs> I got this. <sighs> All right. Yeah, whenever it is that the captain dismisses us, as we're, if, if Prawl, if Prawl is even remotely dilly-dallying on his way out, then Colin will try and stop him. He doesn't dilly-dally. When Captain yeah. calls the dismiss, Prawl is going to stand up and head straight back to the tactical station. Yeah, that's Oh gosh, right. but I body block. Weird. You body block him? Okay, he comes Not so like overtly, but just I move slower and take up lots of space. Okay. So if someone wants he, to catch. He absolutely will stop and wait patiently for the Captain. Yeah. Yeah, so if someone's grabbing him by the arm. I mean, uh, I, I don't think Saul knows full on, but Saul can read positioning in a room. So, yeah. uh, I think Olin just kind of lightly like reaches out for his wrist, not his arm, but like make kind of, yeah. a roll. Okay. Cool. So, uh, the moment the moment you look to engage him. Okay. Uh, What's the roll? So, this is going to be. Yeah, this is probably going to be the same thing in most always is. So I'm going to say make a presence command roll on this. Okay. Oh, jeez. I'm just going to drop my dice all over the place first. Hello. Presence command, let me see. Do I have anything here? I mean, I guess I could I could try to use my diffuse the tension talent here. That would be ideal. Yeah, let me just make because sure Because he has a I reaction. Have... <laughs> Correct. Yes. When you persuade someone not to resort to violence. Okay, um, well, he was going to resort to violence, but it's okay. I think I think diffusing the tension would still okay. come into play here. All right, then I get an additional d20 for this. All right, yeah. cool. Let's see how we do here. Presence command. Oh, what's my difficulty level? 
Uh, you know, normally this would be... It seems very tense. I'm not going to set a difficulty level. I'll put this at zero. Okay. Give you a chance to build up some momentum. Here we go. You belong in the dice tray. Here we go. Uh, uh, only two successes. Only two. Well, the moment... But only two successes. So, just so I can set the scene, and I know how Prawl reacts to this, uh, just to be completely clear, are you waiting until everybody's out of the room? Is he in the room with a bunch of the other staff? I'm trying to wait until as many people have kind of... I'm guessing what happens is that, like, you know captain is taking their time and as they're taking their time several people are able to pass by them and they're kind mm -hmm. of like the sort of the second to last or third to last person to exit and yeah i just kind of lightly touch uh his wrist as as everybody is sort of moving out i i, 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 I want to wait for as many people to be yeah I, I will and since we just had that like out of game conversation i think exio is very aware that you're going to talk to prawl and has gathered everyone very quickly and is like like the intention is to be like ambassador, um, commander, and with a goodbye. Right. You know, you don't have to push so hard, Exio. You're stronger than you. You have work to do. Ow! There's two engines on this ship. <laughs> Move it. You have two warp cores to attend to. Two. All right. The reaction you get immediately, Olin, as you touch his wrist, as he turns and goes ambassador like he he is he takes this tone with you like he knows immediately that you're approaching him because you've been you've been using empathy and that you can sense his emotional state you you sense that that a spike of extreme irritation um and then he stops because you made a successful role and he looks you in your eyes and it's it's impossible for him not to look into the eyes of a comrade and see the compassion and be angry about it so he pauses and he goes so the whole scene plays as you touch his wrist. He goes, Ambassador? I'll be fine. If you say so. I do. But you know you have people around you can talk to. I do. I haven't seen you a lot lately. I wasn't ready for how much this was all going to dig up. I don't think any of us were. Yeah. I've been keeping quiet mostly because... I'm worried about the cat. Uh, Oli kind of, like, still kind of has um, his wrist in their hand and kind of, like, their hand sort of slides down until it's sort of holding his, kind of mm -hmm. cupping his like hand, like like face down in there. So like the his the palm of his hand is kind of pointing up, and they just kind of like are sort of sort of gently touching his hand, like just kind of like reassuringly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm worried about her too. I'm worried about all of you, and I just want to make sure that while you're worrying about the cat, you're also taking care of yourself. I'm using some of the tools the commander has taught me in dealing with feelings. 
How long has it been since you talked to her? Been a been a while. Maybe you should change that. Maybe. And maybe you should meet me for a drink later tonight. I have a feeling we're both going to need it. Let's see how tonight ends first. Ah, screw it. Forget how the night ends. Let's just have a drink. You sense sort of this... This... Grim sort of uncertainty. And he just says, let's see how the night ends. Yeah, Olin is just going to give Prawl a very very we're having a drink tonight look okay like (laughs) (laughs) he you feel him quickly shift the subject as he says suddenly says you know if anyone's playing things close to the chest it's gonna be the cat you know a lot of people don't talk about this and a lot of people don't think of it like this but because gold ducat just left the door open for everyone but People sometimes forget, especially when it comes to the citizens of Cardassia. Cardassia was the first planet the Dominion ever invaded. I, um... I've been hoping she will come to me. Yeah. But it's possible I'm not the right person for her to talk to about any of this. And it's important for her to spread that out the way she wants to. So if she doesn't come to me, I hope she goes to someone. I doubt it. Well, Cat will find something science-y to do. And that'll eat up all the bandwidth of having to go talk to anybody. She does with her work what I do with mine. It's one of the reasons why I like her so much. Well, I guess it's a good thing that she has a sibling on board. It's really hard to avoid siblings. Yeah. The anyway. call. Please. It's good to have a friend on board. I'd like to keep it that way. I was never going to win a fight with that Jim Hadar. You put a phaser rifle in my hand at 50 yards, I'll tunnel his head. Have you had the chance to talk to him at all? Neither have I. But I already know what that conversation would be like. (laughs) Lots of staring, lots of nodding, lots of reminding me that I don't have the glory of the founders on my side, and so on and so forth. Then probably a tactical assessment of how easy it would be to break every bone in my body. And so on and so forth. I think he would surprise you. Maybe. But probably not. Certainly not like any Jem'Hadar I've ever met. You know, there is a group of Jem'Hadar that are worth meeting. Dead ones. And he doesn't say another word as he pivots and walks out of the conference room.
Um, I hope you're wrong one day. Olin to LaCat. Go for LaCat? You have time during lunch today. Is this about the jaw clench? Not exactly. <laughs> but yes, and no, and yes. Do you have time during lunch? I could eat. I am a person that eats. I have time during lunch. Consider yourself booked. I'll see you then. Yeah. Well, when it goes well, to their station. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> tech. Uh, when you get to main engineering, what you discover is uh, a fruit basket that has been left on your command console in your side office. And as you walk in and see it, uh, you hear from behind you with the door still open, you hear, sorry. Ah, well, I, yeah. I believe that I asked for it, but thank you for the fruit basket. Yeah, I didn't know. Dari kind of leans against the door and goes, I, I, I actually, you know, I actually don't know what you eat. I just assumed based off of what I've seen, um, the everything so there's a little bit of uh of everything in the in the in the basket and i i got it out of wicker because i guess this is actually uh, a thing that sure oh yeah it's in many cultures i mean i love the diversity of fruits that you have here tell me a bit about andorian cuisine i haven't had a whole lot oh there's <laughs> that's one of the, the things that i actually uh uh well, well okay um there's a crystal fruit um i'll show it to you here is this frozen no, no, no. It's just naturally cold. Um, it's cool. here. I'll, I'll show you. You're supposed to serve it cold. Oh. A, a, a lot of food in Andoria, some of the old traditional foods, not the ones where we, you know, we started learning. It's a long story. I'll just take you through it. You, you sense her irritation as she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she starts taking you through like the different variations of like how Andorians used to eat their food and, and how like, it is now tradition and sort of a delicacy to eat frozen food in the way it is. Let's pick the part and eat it and whatnot. Um, I will say to anyone paying attention, uh, Tech is sort of like studiously paying attention to everything that Ensandari is saying and okay. asks like pointed uh, questions about like Andorian culture. Um, yeah, you start getting a better idea of Andorian culture. Um, you you certainly get an idea if if what. If what Dari is telling you, you get the sense that she is a much more traditional kind of Andorian than, say, Vren is. Mm. Um, Dari seems to... She doesn't ramble that often. She's pretty close to the subject. The only time she goes off is when it's relevant. She's very unlike Vren in that regard. <laughs> but mostly you get from her that she has a deep, deep love for Andorian tradition and culture. And takes a lot of pride in, and like some of the food and the way it's served and when it came about, things like that. Well, you know, I'll be rooting for you in the tournament. I unfortunately I can't make it, but you know, you have my support for sure. This is delicious. Hey. Oh yeah, no, it's good. That's why I gave it to you. Anyway, mm. sorry, sorry about that. Because when it melts, it's like it gets this flavor stronger. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you like it. Um, I feel really bad about slugging you. You really piss me off, sir. But, I do. Um, oh. But not, not. I never ever want to hit you. And 
didn't, even though you gave me permission and we were in the in the ring and whatnot. It's um, it just didn't, eh, it doesn't fit well with me. So, uh, anyway, this this feels better. I'll hit you with food next time. Uh, Anytime you want. Okay, deal. I'm gonna go back to work now. Get to it. Uh, and Secondary as work core, level two maintenance today. I'll be up there all day if you need anything. Dari. Hmm. Keep a special eye on the systems, okay? Mm-hmm. You know that there's some things happening. With our visitor. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but there's a lot of rumors going around the ship. We just have to stick to the plan that Sol gave us, okay. and everything will be fine. Well. I'll get to it then. She moves her way out the door and you kind of get the impression she's only half sure of what you were talking about mm-hmm. and uh, the as as she's leaving uh tech turns his console uh to get back to work and uh-huh. you can see that he's just finishing up scheduling something in med bay for later in the evening when okay. the tournament is happening what's captain soul and exio doing right now i can take it or you can take it i have a i have a separate I'm in a different... Okay. I'm not on the bridge right now. Okay, cool. Interesting. Okay. Um, uh, so I can take mine if you want, or you can take yours. Uh, no, I, I... My only vision was of us together, so why don't you go do what you do? Um, mine's a momentary thing. I have booked one of the diplomatic suites, and I've called an emergency um, meeting with all of the... Um, uh, the counseling staff. Okay. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure how many um, uh, bodies that is. Gina isn't. I'm, I'm um, not sure how many staff we have in the counseling. I'd department. say for for a ship of the size, there's probably about eight. Oh, okay, okay, that's oh, okay. Counselors. That's a lot less than I thought. Okay, great. Um, okay, so it's the nine of us. Um, Um, and I pass around the martial arts list. Okay, you hand out some data pads. Everyone starts looking at it. Um, you can see from the acknowledgement of some of the names in the list, there is, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you're, you're in a room full of therapists and yes. all of them are basically looking at the data pad going, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like saying, you see all the reactions from everyone kind of yes. nodding going, okay. Um, now, of course, normally I would not call a meeting for such a fun and um, therapeutic event as, 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 our, as our crew seems to think of it, um, but um, circumstances have now changed. And my fear, as I'm sure all of you have been ruminating, that the morale on this ship is about to drop quite a lot. And for many of our clients and patients, and for many of those aboard this ship, tonight is going to be a loss for them, no matter what happens. A hand-to-hand fight with a Jem'Hadar is impossible. And even though I do believe that the, that Ilkat Etlon is a kind and thoughtful being 
our crew is going to see some of their members beat. Physically beat down in front of them in a ring. This is going to trigger probably a lot of them. Even if by some miracle someone wins, several won't. So if there are, there are only four signed up currently, we'll see how the day continues. And even if it is the only four, I think everyone's going to feel it. So I ask everyone to be on extra alert. If you feel confident in your clients, I would contact them and give them a sort of trigger warning for the evening and reassure them that they do not have to attend if they are not fighting. There's solemn nods. In fact, I, I might encourage it, but, but for that one small hope that someone does win, it could be incredible for the people aboard this ship. So, do everything you can today. Schedule any emergency sessions, um, preemptively if necessary, offer it out, and, and good luck today. It's gonna be a rough couple of weeks, I think. One's nodding. I, I, you hear like the scatterings of I, I, sir. I. Yes. All right. I know that you've got sessions, so dismissed. And everyone begins to filter out of the diplomatic suites. You hear them like having convert conversations with each other as they walk through the doors and mutterings. Um, one by one, they filter out onto the main promenade. <sighs> I blip back to the um, the bridge. <laughs> Your first officer appears on the bridge, just a few feet away from you, Captain. Commander. Hello, Captain. And I come and sit next to you. Sol, you know, there's the thing that someone does when they feel like they've done wrong by someone they love, where they're very close and very loving. And then there's the other level where someone realizes that that's not appropriate. And so they intentionally keep distance precisely because they want to be close. Um, Sol is sitting in their chair. I, 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 I've taken a seat and then I look at, it's like a, an acknowledgement of um, may I speak with you a moment, Captain, in the ready room? Of course, Commander. Yep. As soon as the door yeah, closes. Yeah, the other chair kind of looking at the oh. door. Oh. Like... <laughs> How's everyone doing? Well, the energy has definitely shifted since the entrance of a new, um, Contestant. Yeah. 
I'm not angry. Me on that one, but we're playing for time. I know. It, it isn't. You didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. Nodrin just knows that everything is a game. And so he plays very well. And in the big picture, the scans and information tactically that we will get will ideally be helpful toward unraveling Dominion complicity or something. Yes. And it's worth this. But it doesn't feel like it. Well, the good thing is that your staff is here to pick up the slack. You can make decisions and they can be right or wrong, and it is our job to make sure they go according to plan, and it is my job to keep everyone on this ship's mental and physical state. Not quite as physical as Dr. McCrell, per se, but... Mensana in corpore My staff are on it, Captain. You made your choice. And your choice is our choice. As a crew. And as your XO. I will stand by you. And I will make sure that this unfortunate decision on Nodrin's part um, does some good. How are you feeling about the other thing? It's all spinning out, isn't it? Are you happy? Scylla and Charybdis. I don't want the sea monster or the big rock. I want you to throw the hesitation out of your mind. Captain, why did you become a Starfleet officer as an Orion? What drove you to that position? Because Starfleet could help the Orions and the Orions wouldn't. You know what I think? You wanted to get out of your previous position in Starfleet, and yet it keeps chasing you. So you know what I believe? That it isn't chasing you, Captain. I believe that you believe that this is your legacy. Keeping the Orions from imploding and removing the Syndicate. You took a position that could help you do that. And I don't think that... (sighs) If Starfleet can help you with the resources to follow what you truly want to do to make the universe and everyone in it safer, then why shouldn't you? 
I have a duty to this ship, too. Of course you do. And on this ship, your crew trusts you. But we all work together, Captain. We can take care of the ship. Just because you're not on it doesn't mean we fall apart. That's why we have the best of the best in the whole universe on this ship. That's why there are structures and levels of authority. Just because one cog is missing does not mean that the machine breaks. And that's the point. Because if it did, none of this would work. And none of it would be worth it. You are not the linchpin for this ship, Captain. We all make it go. I'm beginning to see now. There really just was just one reason for me to be Captain. It's to kick the door open for you. Because you're going to be the best Captain. wish you luck. And I can't wait to hear the story. Get out of here. Go run your ship. <laughs> yes, Captain. I don't want to say Olin was, like, feelings dropping on that, but, like, <laughs> maybe they were out on the bridge feelings dropping on that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the emotions coming out of that office? It's like, oh, they're being nosy. They're being straight up nosy. Okay. The the nosy uh, nosy feelings that you... Can you tell di differentiating between emotions? Or does it become a mix if you can't see? Um, so I have to roll if I really want to focus in on someone. Okay. Um, but I get broad spect spectrum kind mm -hmm. of... In okay. Like overhearing a conversation almost. Okay. But that's exactly what I mean. Does our emotions have like a signature that you know who they're coming from? No, like that's got it. it. I think it, that's closer to Betazoid way of empath mm -hmm. than Delta. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the emotions you feel only from just knowing us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you'd be able to tell because mine would be more faint. Yours would be different. Yeah, but sure. my mind would feel different. So yeah, um, Ryan's also get muted, but yeah, no. that's true. Mm -hmm. E okay, either way, it's got to different, feel different, it's feel different. Us, right? Specifically yeah. us, I feel like it would be I know different. When, yeah. I, I know when like, it's LaCat. Like, sure. Yeah. I 100% know when it's LaCat. Right? Okay. Well then, um, for me, you feel an adrenaline calm. Um, Like when, when something horrible is happening and you just kind of like bliss out and you're like, hmm. I, can, I can ride this. You, when you realize that you've caught the surf of the chaos, and you can do it. That's the feeling that's coming from the Exio signature. It's like calm chaos um, and a little bit of concern, but mostly content and 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 peace. There's almost like a peace to this feeling. Cool. 
from the doubt, other so much self-doubt all the <laughs> self-doubt the only time i think that like this is a very an off flavor for salt this is and i think that's definitely the only time you've gotten this one yeah yeah, yeah. um and there's there's the wheels churning that i think is much more common like salt like Sol's wheels turn and then it settles and it's a pretty quick process. This one just keeps going. Like if I keep running this over and over, I will find the thing I haven't found yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Olin is gonna as much as possible give the impression that they didn't get any of this when you guys walk out of the, the ready room. Like just cool as a cucumber reading their pad, scratching patience's ear, behind patience's ear is just as per usual out here. <laughs> um, when Axio sits down, um, she just sort of glances down at the empty chair right before Captain sits down and then looks over at you, um, Olin, and just says, are you free for lunch? I was going to have lunch with Lacat. Oh, wonderful. Well, tell them I say hello. It's no matter. Are you sure? Yes. Yes, unless unless you have a water cooler break. I think that's something people have sometimes. For one more? When did we have a three-person seat? No! Oh, <laughs> that would be invasive. I could never... Do you want Lacat to relax? I'm not there. <laughs> let's, uh, let's touch base before the tournament starts tonight. Yes, that would be wonderful. Yes. Um, if you are going to meet um, Sor, uh, Soren, Soren. If you are going Solon, to meet Soren, Solon, Solon, Solon. and Nodrin. Yes. yes. Oh, Nodrin is coming to the beforehand. Not beforehand, no. But oh, if we meet yes. in ten forward, then yes. That's what I mean. Yes, I will meet you in ten forward right before. Sounds good. All right. Olin's schedule just goes all the meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a calm day. <laughs> um, all right. So, would you guys like to play out the, the lunch meeting? Do y'all want to? We do, should we cut to the martial arts tournament? What's? I want to see what McCrell's up to. Okay. McCrell, what is McCrell up to? McCrell is um, in med bay because she's still on duty and duh, but um, there's not much to do. So she's basically just uh, going, she's at her desk and she looks like she's working, but she's actually going through um, all her medical files that she has on the Jim Hadar, uh, everything she has about uh, their right. physique, uh, basically studying for any type of uh, weakness or yeah. vulnerability do they have? Obviously, there's not I'll, I'll many, if not their, any. I'll read you some of their stats. How's that? Oh, excellent. That would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll um, make me feel real great about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's this is. I'll, I'll read you some of the stats from the from the book to give you an idea of some of their special rules that they have. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Jimhadar are bred specifically as warriors, as you well know. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have some specialized skills, but most of them. Yeah, bred for specifically for warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them have an ability called Shroud, 
or as it's been known as the shroud, which is literally the ability to turn invisible. Yep. They need to, if they need to function like, say, the predator, they can actually travel in squads uh, and and cloak themselves. Um, they are completely immune immune to fear. Mm-hmm. They are completely immune to pain. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. not know either oh, one cool. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, um, such envy. Dinhajar <laughs> also, um, their unarmed strikes have the vicious one quality. So does mine. Yep. They've got that. And the unfortunate thing, though, is Jim Hadar do they, Jim Hadar do not have the capability of using their hands in a non-lethal manner. So you're basically so, saying is my defensiveness might be. It's Jim might, Hadar. It Jim Hadar have vicious one effect to their unarmed strike, and they remove the non-lethal quality from their hand-to-hand combat. Understood. Um, um, also, whenever uh, some of the other things, uh, just mechanically, do you know, since you have all the, by now the Federation knows all about them. Um, they have a talent, an ability called Victory is Life. Whenever a Jim Hadar first, which this one is, or one of his subordinates inflicts any injury or achieves an objective, I automatically gain one threat. Uh, so anytime he hurts you, he gains a threat from Great. hurting you. Um, and uh, yeah. He also uh, adds, he also pretty, Jimadar pretty much add vicious to any blade that they pick up or yeah, plasma yeah. rifle that they hold. Okay, I get Fine. it. This is yeah. great. Um, uh, no rifles you... allowed. Yeah, you, no, no, no. No, if, if Prob was going to be in that tournament, then no, right, my, that would be, my, be my girlfriend wrote the rules and she definitely said no rifles allowed. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no weapons are allowed. I bring my own weapons. cause holes in my ship. I bring my own weapons, which is, you know, uh, McCraw has not trimmed her nails in quite a few days. She's okay. sharpened, she's sharpened them, um, her claws, I should say. Um, in cool Starfleet fashion, you know how like in uh, in Star Trek when like someone's looking at a monitor, mm-hmm. like standing up looking at a monitor and they, they're seeing the monitor, but they're also seeing their reflection sure. in it. That's what I want McCraw to be doing because she's gonna be reading all of this and kind of just like taking a deep breath. And then I want her to stand up and look into the to the console and like see her own reflection and just look at it and go, you do not need to win. Just show that we can survive. And then uh, basically she her goal in this is not to win the fight, but to show Starfleet the uh, why we why we won the war, mm-hmm. like to show them like, mm-hmm. and to show the Jim Hadar and the Dominion uh, ambassador, like, yeah, you're on our ship. I had a what quick are- question: As we yeah. see the reflection of McCrell, is she wearing mm-hmm. her uniform to the tournament, or is she in like something else? Ooh, ooh. She's like wrapping her fist like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Actually, yes, I'd like like to say McCrell is in a more, um, uh, she's not in uniform. She's going to be in something uh, uh, very comfortable, like a, um, you know what? No, actually, you know what? Cat suit, cat suit, cat suit, cat suit. I think (laughs) McCrell might just go, um, She's gonna wear. Uh, maybe she, I think she's gonna replicate armor, 
but uh, that kind of that kind of feels, you know, like somewhat Starfleet, but has a, a slight feel of Kazinti, just because this is the, like this is the full the first time that she's letting her true wild uh, warrior nature come through. So maybe something just very reminiscent of her roots of of why she knows how to fight in the first place. So she's kind of going to let, it's going to kind of hype her mind up to let that kind of, her hair fur is going to be a little like ruffled and like poofed a little bit. Like she's going to have this kind of feral wild look to her. Uh, <clears throat> she also hasn't had a cup of tea in a while. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. She's, she's, she's feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. you I walk want into that. the I medical just... bay and, and Macrell is just licking a blade. Okay, well, hold <laughs> just, on. Like, prepping herself well, for the on. battle. <laughs> She's feeling good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't hasn't sharpened her claws in a while, just like. Um, I just want that epic reflection moment of like, I do not need mm -hmm. to win. Just show everyone that okay. we are survivors. And then like, cut to a montage in the <laughs> training. No, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The Hill Valley karate montage. <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway, that's what you see when you walk into sick bay, uh, Olin. Oh, I, I, I walked into You wanted into to see bay? what Macrell was doing. I was just like me. Aki wanted to see what. Yeah, yeah. Was doing. But I believe, oh. I believe it's Tech that has the appointment with oh, Macrell. Yeah. But that is but it's not that's definitely. Later. Yeah. Yeah, later. not with Macrell, and it's during well, the tournament. Well, then ah, we can okay. we can cut to the tournament then if y'all want. Yeah, I I, I guess uh, just a real quick touch base on what it is we talked about at lunch. Basically, just Olin making sure that look cat is okay. Look cat's like I'm okay. And so what am I getting emotionally from? Oh Kat yeah, does? I mean almost almost like Prawl called the hell out of that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely did. Uh, how are you, look cat? Okay. Silence. The cat. No, you're not. Good talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sit down. You don't have to talk about it, but you have to be here with me, like for a solid thirty minutes, so that if you decide really you want to talk. As I read my data pad, you're gonna get really bored watching me read my data pad. I'm all right <laughs> with that, but I'm going to be here with you in case right. you need me. And that's what that's what lunch is. That's is what lunch Olin, is. Olin just being there in case the cat decides that she wants to talk. Nice. Um, and then I think I will give you this for like energy levels. I think that like the cat is like kind of like like functioning at like a pretty like steady emotional level, but it's like very grounded and very like. It's almost like she has like closed in on herself and it's not necessarily like, you know, like she's she's got walls up. Absolutely. More so than usual, I would say. And it's mm -hmm. almost like every now and then you get like a little spike of something. And every time you do, she I would say she like you see her tap her boot against the floor, almost to, like make sure it's still there. And then she like goes back to like that grounded. Um and so that's all you get. And she yeah, Olin does a pusher. Olin's just there. Okay. The tournament is held on Holodeck 3. And it is a sort of culturally neutral, like, uh, sparring ring. 
that does have some semblances uh, for those who are familiar with it, because quite frankly, a larger version of this is perfect for what we're setting up in Holodeck 3, but essentially very similar to a sumo ring, where there's a large incline and then a large flat open space. There is no circle in the middle. There's no out of bounds unless you're knocked out of the ring, which is essentially a large square that's about 40 by 40 feet. Um, so lots of open space and stands going up everywhere. Uh, those who are off, those who are off duty and who are able to attend the tournament, there's about 300 crew members here that are showing up to this. So Holodeck 3 is getting a lot of attention today. Um, I'm going to ask just to reflect this that the Ross spins one power out of its power pool <laughs> for Holodeck 3 um, as a bunch of crew show up. And the tournament gets underway. Now, first, there is the ranking, like, straight-up tournament that's going to be held. Any martial arts is permitted. However, uh, no weapons are obviously permitted. Um, doctors are obviously off to the side. Uh, face contact. This is essentially UFC. Mm -hmm. UFC style rules so there are certain safety things that go into effect if somebody's on the ground you can't hit them with your elbow in the back of their head little things like that you just there are certain things no no dirty fighting no nothing like that you cannot attack people's joints you can't like do anything like that it's striking joint locking things like that but you can't like you know try to break someone's knee with a sidekick <laughs> instead it's it's like straight up UFC style and about 62 crew members sign up for this. So the tournament is only scheduled to last for about two hours. The matches are supposed to be pretty short, with breaks in between. And it gets underway. And after about 20 minutes, um, what you all who attend start to get the realization is that the crew is starting to celebrate each other. Everyone is getting encouragement from both sides. And when a loss happens or there's a knockout, there is cheering going on for everyone and the other crew member helping the other crew member up. Like it is it is the Ross crew kind of celebrating each other and just working out some aggression <laughs> on each other. Um, Incendari does quite well for herself. She makes it all the way up to the semifinal round before she's eliminated. She is knocked out cold <laughs> in the semifinal round. And I did roll pre uh, beforehand to find out how this was going to go. Who who, who won the match? Uh, Lieutenant Tosawi, who is a uh, human. He actually ended up knocking her out cold. Wow. Um, in fact, Lieutenant Tosawi ends up making it into the finals match. Now, we'll just go ahead and say that the fighting goes on for most of the evening, and as it turns out, some of y'all get lost in it a little bit. Um, you get to see some of the way uh, y'all are able to use old school fighting techniques, but also like Federation self-defense techniques, some like home, home like cultural techniques. You do see some Klingon martial arts make an appearance as there are some people who are studied in the Makbara. Um, but uh, ultimately, by the end of the match, Ox crew member, uh, Lieutenant Tosawi, wins the final round and becomes the, the champion after about an hour and a half through the ranking structures. 
um, and is presented with a medal and, and is like, everyone is just roaring, cheering as everyone takes up onto the platform and are congratulating each other. You see people hugging it out, you know, those big, thick, kind of like exhausted, awkward hugs where the weights of the gloves are just mostly what's allowing people to throw their arms around each other and patting each other on the back. Um, as everyone's clearing off and the holodeck is, and the, uh, the mat is reset, as blood stains are removed from the mat uh, through the, because there are a few. Yes, you're not going to get throwing punches in the face that a few knocked. And it's what's what's remarkable too is you see that across the mat of the blood stains that appear a vibrant display of multiracial, multi multi special blood display, <laughs> ranging from reds to blues to dark blacks and yellows. Like it is quite the gory, beautiful. Uh, uh, canvas of color by the end of the tournament um curiously enough olin as you have been observing the fighting you have all in the corner of your eye been glancing over to the other side of the ring where nodrin has been watching up close nodrin has everyone had their seating assignments nodrin's on the other side and nodrin was strangely enough seated right next to solon um Solon, this evening, is wearing a beautiful yellow wrap. And when I say wrap, I mean it is a, a wide series of yellow silks wrapping tightly around their body, all the way up to the collar, until it, it wraps around to about the mid part of the waist. And then the lower half of the wrap becomes what almost looks like a hakuma and turns into this dark midnight, almost black color. Also wearing a overcoat, like a jacket thrown over the top of it, which is uh, just black stripes going down to the midsection. And if y'all are familiar with your cultural history, there's just something about it that looks very, very, very much like a tribute to the late Bruce Lee. And that yellows and blacks that are just being worn as wraps around uh, someone's body. Um, you have watched from afar with curiosity as Solon has engaged in conversation with Nodron. And through the entire time, you have watched a strange dynamic sprout up between the two individuals. Um, mostly, you, you get a sense that Nodron kind of looks a little off balance, seated next to this gender-fluid Vulcan who is emoting openly. Uh, Nodrin's a little, doesn't know how to attack, doesn't know how to, how to get in to under the skin. And you see Solon engaging what looks like joke telling and laughing and pointing and like entertaining Nodrin. And after about 45 minutes of this, Nodrin seems to start kind of being like enjoying, at least outwardly enjoying Solon's company. If you didn't know any better, by the time the tournament is over, Nodrin's clapping along next to Solon. And you see Nodrin uh, spare a laugh from time to time. Seating charts, y'all. Solon missed um, his calling. Or maybe they found the exact perfect one. Well, the moment has arrived. There's a hush as you all see 
our yeoman take up onto the platform and walk to the center of the platform. She is wearing a dress uniform. And she says, the next match is an exhibition match. It is full contact, non-lethal attacks only. And she starts laying out the rules. This will not be a scored match. It will be until one of the fighters can no longer stand as per stipulation of the rules. If I call an end to the fight, the fight will stop immediately and the fighters will go back to their corners. Let's get the fighters up here now and introduce everyone. All right, McCrell, you see she turns to you and extends her hand and says, our first fighter, the USS Ross's very own Chief Medical Officer, Lieutenant Commander McCrell. And everyone, there's a roar going up, cheering as some of them, like, some. you can tell some of the crew members didn't realize you were fighting tonight. And there's, oh my God, like the Chief Medical Officer, Ox Crew just basically starts chanting your name as you step up onto the mat. You're muted. You're muted, Bonnie. <laughs> There we go. Uh, I'm saying, uh, as everyone's cheering, all I brussel all of my fur to make me look a little bit bigger, even though I'm okay. very tiny. Just gonna, yep. As Michanto uh, then turns and says, and the competitor, the challenger fighting on behalf of the Dominion, Ilkat Itlan first. And Ilkat Itlan takes the platform, takes a couple of steps up. As a reminder, not to drive the point home, you are once again reminded of how, what a beast of a, of, of a Jim Hadar this guy is. Yeah. I mean, Jim Hadar come in all sizes. Some of them are bigger and some of them are smaller. Ilkat Itlan does not look like your typical, like seven foot big honking Jim Hadar. Instead, he's more around the six foot five range. And judging from his build, he looks like he's got power and speed. He doesn't yeah. look like he is one of these hulking bar barbarian types. When he takes to the front, you can tell with the agility in which he takes up onto the platform. And his face, he is just stone-faced. You see those lavender-colored eyes just staring out from underneath that plated grayish skin. The horns that just line his brow and all over the face. You can see clearly the tube of Ketracel white that is embedded into his body. He is wearing his Jim Hadar armor as he steps up. And there is um, polite applause scattered, but mostly nobody does. Nobody makes a sound as he steps up. Can so. I have a, a clarification? Sure. Is he allowed to use that during the fight, or does that count as an enhancement in the middle of the fight? The Kitrasel White. Yeah. Um, he it, he kind of requires it in order to function. I didn't know if it was like pump analog. Got it. I didn't know if there was like you could pump it extra to give yourself more power no, or anything. You can't, you can't pull a Bane or anything, but- That's he, what I was wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah no, 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 no. But, Cause I was but, like, that would have been outlawed. The Ketracel White does have properties that that are part of the Jim Hadar <laughs> that make them nasty. But um, it's also one of the things that allow him to actually function. I mean, he stands up and looks around at everybody. And Asmi Shanto, she moves over and leans forward to you, McCrell, and just says, I'm gonna call into the fight if I see this get too bloody, okay? 
He looks like he is fast, but let's just hope that I'm faster. Yeah. <laughs> she pats you on the arm and... It's stop talking to my athlete. I have to prep her. Come on, get in the corner. Okay. Get you wrap. Let's get going. <laughs> and I bring you to the side and I bring you to the corner. I don't well, care you're... how big he is. I don't care how fast he is. You're going to win because you are fiercer. You are better. You are the best. Who is the best? I am the best. Who is the best? McCrell. Is this that... a what is this what they call a pep talk? Captain? And you are getting one now and you can analyze it or you can lean in and be in fact the best because McCrell you have punched his gods. And I'll just look the captain in the eye and be like, I am now officially pepped up. Go. <laughs> May I roll a pheromone hype check, please? Woo, yeah. You're, you're gonna juice your fighter. person. <laughs> you don't have to roll it. Cool. Yep. Uh, I, I do. I, I kind of want to see if I can bestow a mechanical advantage. If that's all right, though. Are you asking? Are you asking to roll it then because you want momentum for the fight? Um, no, I'm trying to create an advantage. Um, oh, okay. Well, then that's just a spin. Yeah. Um, or How it's much or momentum. The, do we have? Yeah. I think we technically only have. Have we changed scenes enough to only have one though? That's the thing. Yeah, um, probably. I, I, I'm really, I'm really hesitant. The, the 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 rule as written is every time a scene changes. Uh, a momentum drops by one. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is because I think inherently, because Star Trek Adventures places, splits the party by default, and we have like 20 scenes, <laughs> um, I, I think it, it is more appropriate that um, y'all just keep checking in, and I'm gonna probably just use the scene reduction rule only in the case of dramatic scenes. So up until now, it is the same day, and you still have two momentum. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So should I just do like a difficulty zero rally for momentum, sure. and we yeah. can we can do the advantage if we want? That works good. I just want to hype my girl. And I apologize, I my cat. My god puncher. Oh, my hell cat yeah! I hyped. Yes. What, what was that, Sam? Um. Let's see. That was a knack. My dice believe. Natural one, my die believes. Okay. Um, and a six, and a like, a seventeen. So like, yeah, uh, four successes. Okay. So six momentum. Six momentum. So if we want to create an advantage, that'll drop your difficulty by one on all the checks for this. Amazing. Yes, please. Uh, so we'll create the advantage. Hept or no, sorry, God Puncher. Hi. <laughs> Is that a two momentum spend then? So we'd be down to four. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Yes. All right. The two of you step up and start facing off. You're looking up at this Jim Hadar as he stands in front of you, and he looks down at you, Lacat, with no indignation. You you don't detect any ferocity against you. You don't detect any disrespect from him. He's just standing there very calmly as you see Asmi Shanto say, begin, and she takes a step back. The moment she takes a step back, he raises his hand and does this. What? He holds his hand up like this. Oh. Which causes some hesitation, I'm guessing. <laughs> um. Yeah, what am I getting from him? 
Actually, I determination well, I, and anger. Uh, I don't know if this will pertain to this, and it's something that I have that I don't think would be used in this sense. But I have cat-like reflexes. During first round of cat combat, if I have not acted yet, I can take a minor action on another character's turn. We're not I, actually in combat yet. That's true. Okay. Well, I don't so, think I. But. Okay. You can initiate combat if you'd like. He does not. He stands there and he holds his hand up like this. Oh man. I wanna do something very acrobatic. If his hand is out like this. Not not in front of you. He's literally just oh. holding it up like this. I give him a high five. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> let me think. Uh, it, how, how wide is his stance? He is not in a he's not in a combat stance at all. He is just standing in front of you. So his legs aren't even open. His legs are about his shoulder length apart. He is just standing there. I think he, so. He's just testing me, basically. Would um, you like to make an insight check. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make your roll. Um, <laughs> insight and insight command. Oh, great! That's that's my that's the best roll that I have. <laughs> I just, I'm not insightful at all. So that is zero successes. Um, so we're just standing there. You have um, no idea what he's doing, but he is no. not fighting. He just stands there with his hand raised. He doesn't okay. move. And for those of you who are watching this, yeah. Nogrin also looks quite confused by this. And yeah. his, his dropped his hands and is kind of watching. Yeah, I think Olin stands up. Yeah, James on slowly. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna look up at him and I and I'm gonna say, do you concede? Yes. Why? He slowly turns and look at Nodrin and Nodrin starts to rise up out of the sea. Yeah, Olin says, is immediately making kind of a, a line through the crowd towards that side of the okay. stadium. Ilkat Itlan turns and looks directly at Nodrin and says, because I am not a toy. I am not going to fight for your pleasure. I fight for the glory of the Founders. And I am here by orders of Founder Odo. I do not fight because you tell me to fight. The Vorda veins begin to pop in his forehead as he rises and he says, You will fight. I will not. There's a hushed silence that falls. No one has any idea what, even Solon is like, glances over at Nodrin. Nodrin says, if you do not fight, I will order you to execute yourself immediately. I don't believe you I will can do not that, obey. Indeed. He immediately just sparks that up. I will not obey. My task was to protect you during this negotiation. I am under orders from founder Odo which supersede yours. Um, I'm going to look at the Vorta and be like, you are welcome to fight. And I like give him that cat-like grin. You all watch as Nodrin, for the first time you have ever seen, he is completely blindsided and at a loss. He has no idea. He's... Uh, 
he just looks at everyone staring at him and makes uh, the exit. Yeah, yeah. I think Olin has intercepted him mostly because they want to escort him to that, like, to his quarters. Like, just steps in, like, right as he's trying to exit, like, has made eyes at, like, at at Prawl and, like, you know, so that the guard is waiting, like, the whole shebang is just, like, he's not getting out of here without an escort. Okay. Um, Jane turns to Azami and says, call the fight. Uh, winner! <laughs> As Mimi. <laughs> and immediately there is the scattered applause and then a cheer. And, and but I am I am going to look him in the eye and be, okay. and, and be like, it was an honor just to face you in the ring. He nods. And he turns and starts slowly stepping down off the ring very carefully and he hops down. Uh, about that point, the Forda exits with Olin in tow. And Lacat, seated a few feet away from you, is Yuri Prawl, who's watching as this Jim Hadar gathers up his things to leave. And he just, you hear Prawl amongst all the noise, you hear Prawl go, Fuck me. Ambassador was right. We're going to pause there for our break. Uh, so we will be back in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Welcome and then back. I punch him anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you do, Tech? A diplomatic incident. Ah! <laughs> I'm not here. As you continue to to pummels, uh, poor chief tech. Um... Help! Help! Diplomatic well, incident would be a great name for like the Olin Majin Neil drink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tea based. Yeah. Holodeck three is currently behind you, but. Nondrin doesn't seem particularly interested in having a conversation with you, Olin. He's beelining for his quarters. Yep, there's no conversation that Olin is trying to have. They're just making sure he has an escort. He storms into his quarters, where you see a complimentary security officer is waiting by the quarters door and kind of looks surprised to see the two of you, and he just walks in, and the doors close behind him. And the ox crew member just looks... It was not... Things did not go according to Nadrin's plan. Make sure he, um... Make sure he doesn't leave in a hurry. The security officer kind of goes slow on and says, Yes, Ambassador. And, um... If the Jem'Hadar comes here... Notify the captain. Yes, Ambassador. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you, Ambassador. You too. And uh, yeah, the Ambassador will head leisurely back towards the holodeck. All right. Um, the holodeck has become... It is the aftermath 
and uh, crew members, uh, Ox crew is basically just milling about. Everyone's talking about what just happened. Uh, people are being congratulated for good fights. There are people milling about. Solon is having conversations. Uh, Prawl joins all of you, and he walks up to you, particularly McCrell. Uh, Vren is in tow. Every, basically, senior staff kind of finds themselves circling around each other amongst the crowd. And Vryn just goes, holy shit. <laughs> that was funny. That was really, like, not the, not the, what, what the Jim Hadara did, that was just, like, cool. But the, the, <laughs> like, I didn't know, I didn't know Vorta could melt. Did anybody, did anybody know that, anybody know that Vorta could melt? Anybody has seen that before? I had never seen that before. I mean, not without a disruptor. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, I, I just want to have a thing that I think Exio, without telling anyone, sort of, you know how there's like a jumbotron at stadiums? Uh -huh. There's a glitch and it keeps just silently replaying that moment when he storms out. <laughs> Camera like shaky zoom in as he's storming out of the front door. And there is scattered applause and laughter from the crew as it just keeps playing over and over and over. I've seen a board of melt. <laughs> no one seems to understand that reference. <laughs> They're just gonna nod. Oh, cool. Um, Prawl gives you a glance and kind of a small smirk. And says, well, uh, I gotta say, Vryn looks at you, McCrell, and just says, congratulations, that was a hell of a fight. I do find it a bit anticlimactic, but I am pleased with the outcome. Mm. I don't won. I did not expect to win. That's all that matters. You know, in a way, I do think Ilkat Idlan won. Yes, I believe you're right. <laughs> but he won in a very positive way. Yeah, yeah. That's strange. I've never seen, you know, obviously I've never seen a Jim Hadar do that before. Victory is life and all that. I've never seen, but I guess you get to decide. I don't know. That's wild. That's wild. I think it was important for the officers to see the Jim Hadar in a different light. And I'm glad it happened. As Michanto pipes up at about that point and says, well, whatever happens next, Ilkat Itlan's life is about to become very difficult. Just because he's, he's still bound to the Vorta in many ways. I notified the guard at Nodrin's door to let us know if Ilkat approaches him at any point. I will also keep a close eye on him. He is now officially in my medical care. If the Vorta gives him any orders to execute himself or injure himself in any way, he's officially my patient. Just be careful. Doctor, these are one of those areas where the Federation gets into a lot of trouble. <laughs> As an ambassador for the Dominion, we technically can't interfere if he decides to do something abhorrent. Unless we can convince Ilkot to seek asylum with us. 
Which from what I've studied I don't up think on, he will do. Yeah, from what I've studied up on the Jim Hadar, that's a no-brainer. That would never happen. I don't know what happens next. I've never heard of anything. This doesn't match psychological profiles. Can I be honest with you, though? He referenced founder Odo. There's been a lot of rumors going around that Odo's presence in the Great Link has started to change things a little bit. I think that's as we all hoped it would. Whether it causes an incident... Oh, sorry. There's a delay. I think whether it causes an incident or not, I am Starfleet, but first and foremost, I am a doctor and I've taken an oath to heal. If someone comes to me injured, I will heal them regardless of the consequences. Unless my captain gives me a direct order, of course. Also, well, it sounds like founder o he's under Founder Odo's direct orders, not the Vorta. Well, I hate to say it, but it's also kind of why I'm here. So if you need to do something that the Federation or the Dominion might get angry about, I'm here to deal with the legal jargon and help you out of it. And if it makes you feel any better, you're the one person that can supersede the captain's orders. Yes, I am. <laughs> I forgot about that. Not, not McCrell. As Mishanta just kind of piped up. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's going to endanger the safety of the ship, in which case the captain can actually supersede the doctor's orders. But we don't need to get into the... Legal mumbo-jumbo. Right. Um, anyway. You hear a chirping sound, Captain, as your communicator goes off. Uh, I think I'm nearby Ilkatatlan at this oh, point. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ilkatatlan has uh, gathered up what looks like the... Um, has gathered up some of the more intricate armor pieces that he has taken off for the fight and is reattaching them as you approach him. Everyone's giving him a wide berth. He doesn't seem to be paying attention at all to the loop that's going over and over of humiliating the Vorda. He's completely stone-faced as he's putting... It is on mute. It is on mute. But the laughter, it fills the hall. <laughs> Could not be muted. Could not be muted. Um, but yeah. Unlike a thousand Zoom calls. You approach, and he looks over at you as he stands to his full height and reattaches the last bit of the armor that plate that goes onto his shoulder. Just... I've never met a braver or more honorable warrior. You serve the founders and do them great glory. He just nods. It almost seems silly, but it's a cheap blue first place ribbon. I think those are what we had. You hold up the ribbon and he looks at it curiously and says, I do not understand the significance of this. You are first. Yes, I am first. This is to recognize the first place. Ah, placing in the tournament then. <laughs> Takes the ribbon and says, and what am I to do with this? What you will. 
It is a keepsake of recognition from, if not the Federation, the USS Ross. Captain, you know I did not do what I did this evening for the Federation or the USS Ross. It was all the more powerful for that. Hmm. He looks down at it and says, Thank you. Is there any assistance that the USS Ross can render you in order that you might best serve the Founders as is your mission? Because pr to protect you is to protect a servant of the Founders. There is no protecting me, Captain. My life belongs to the Founders. It is not mine. And not to the Vorta. No, not to this Vorta. Things are changing within the Dominion, Captain. So it seems. If you are at the face of such change, all the better. He doesn't respond to that. He just kind of stands there and looks at you. Congratulations on your victory. Victory is life. Yes, it is. Isn't it? Without any other word, he proceeds out of the holodeck. If he's looking at his blue ribbon, can we cut to McCrell holding a, participa a participation trophy in her office going, just sighing and just putting on her desk, just one more thing to throw for reflex tests and... But she didn't get the blue ribbon, but she got it. No, I think you would have gotten the you would have gotten exhibition tournament winner. Ah, okay, I'll take it. So because he forfeited. I just the match. thought it was funny. Um, you do hear a few moments later the chirping sound indicating that security is trying to reach you to let you know that Ilkat Atlantis returns to the quarters where the Vorta is. All right, please monitor them. Ambassador, do you have a moment? Of course, Captain. How quickly can Federation diplom Diplomatic Corps recognize someone as an ambassador? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I... Thereby subject to full protections? I mean, I would consider, if you are inferring what I think you're inferring, I already consider him to be an ambassador and I'm fairly certain that upon my recommendation the FDC would confer him all the rights there too if that is expedited perhaps it is an opportunity whereby it would be incident for him to be touched not just within the dominion but with respect to the federation since we recognize him anything, something. This is a matter of diplomacy. Above all, if he disappears into the system, he is lost. If he is recognizable, then it's more than just an internal matter of the Dominion. Can you help him? I'll send a priority message right away, sir. Anything you can do. You're the only one here who can really help him. All the security in the world won't do anything, but you got a shot. 
I'll get to it right away, sir. Thank you. Hell of a thing. Lacat, while Asmi Chanto has been having this conversation, while everybody has been milling about, Prawl has taken a seat next to you and hasn't really been saying much. He's just been watching everyone. And when it starts to die down a little bit and some of the people start leaving, um, Prawl still glances over at you and says, I'd still like to shoot him. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Jim Madar. Captain would be mad, but I'd still like to shoot him. I mean, called a paperwork. A lot of paperwork. Too much paperwork. And then I'd be in a cell, and I would not be able to get away from Olin. The ambassador would be there every day asking me how I was feeling. Would that really be worse than paperwork? No. Olin cares about you. Olin cares about you. Aren't we lucky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say like the yeah at the same time with the same Listen. heaviness. I'm listening. The captain's going to be asking you about something pretty soon. Just between you and me. Whatever you decide. Just do it for the right reasons. Because I know you, and you're going to say yes. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. She looks at him for a second. He's like, and nods to think about it. Um, and I think it's when she looks at him, she like remembers the jaw punch and realizes that she wants to get out of there. So she stands up. Um, Yes, he has found a way to communicate an incredible amount with that jaw. Um, and she, she just says to him before she leaves, I can tell you've been remembering and I've been giving you space. I don't want to make this unintentionally harder for you than it needs to be. And then she bounces. <laughs> and gets out of there. <laughs> you hear some reaction from him. You're not sure what it was. It was it was it was a verbalization of some kind, but it wasn't an actual word. It just sounded like kind of like the scoff. You're muted. <laughs> uh she doesn't want him to like it's it's a tough time. She doesn't want him to look at her. Don't use me as your excuse, he says after you as you're starting to leave. Can't hear you. Too far away. Busy crowd. You rejoin Asmi and everybody as they're head, yes, headed yeah. out. Um, about 10 minutes after this all happens, Exio, as you are going into the counselor's office, you see 
on your display as you're moving over to the computer, popping up on screen an appointment from Yuri Prawl. Just a really soft smile. Okay. And accept appointment. All right. Um, at your quarters, it's late, but at your quarters, tech, uh, yes, there's a chirp at the door. Uh, before anything, like before, uh, we, we really see a clear picture of what we're mm -hmm. looking at. We see a figure in tech's quarters that's sort of surprised at the chirp. Uh, and was in the middle of packing something. Uh, they're not wearing a Starfleet uniform. They're in sort of like uh, dark uh, tactical clothing. Uh, and uh, they turn around uh, and you hear it. Enter! The door is open and Insendari steps in. Oh um, no. Uh, she is in, her uniform is open. Uh, you can see she still has these big, deep blue purplish welts on the side of her face because she hasn't been to sickbay just yet. Um, and uh, her hair is pasted across her forehead from all the sweat. She's got it pulled back into a ponytail. Um, it smells like she's coming in from the gym, but you can see also her hands are kind of limp from hitting things all night. She goes, Chief. And then she spots you in the dark and form and goes, hey, I didn't see you there tonight. What's up? Where were you? Gah! I need you to leave. And te this figure is not turning around, it's still hunched over like the bed. Okay. Uh. Yeah, that's. Are you kidding? Tech, you see like the, the shoulders slump, and Tech turns around this figure. Uh, there's still like this blue skin, but it seems a little uh, more weathered, and two antennae. Uh, come out of a familiar face, but in an Andorian body. Uh, and we see Tech has undergone cosmetic surgery um, and it now looks Andorian. As you emerge, she goes, why do you... Oh! Uh, sorry about that. Uh, listen. What the... I don't... I can't technically pull rank on you right now, but for your protection, you need to what? forget that you saw me, okay? What? Hold up now. What the hell? Listen, I made some suggestions and there's a plan that's happening, but it's top secret, okay? And and no one can know about it. Oh my god. <laughs> you, you... Uh... Uh, I, I, I legitimately have no idea what to say to you right now. Great. Keep it like, that way. Mouth closed. Don't tell anybody. You have no thoughts because this didn't happen. <laughs> you, you have hair. That's just, <sighs> this is, I mean, do I look good though? Like just, do I, yes, actually yeah, you, you do. You do? Is this the new you? Because I'm... I, no. I, have, I mean, I have some well, feelings about... No, like the... This is temporary. I gotta go. And remember, secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. Promise? I mean... 
Chief, who the fuck would believe me? Uh, yes, I, I promise. Um, promise, promise me that I, I never see this again. Deal. I mean, I, I, or at least warn me. Um, well, it did. And, and listen, there are easier ways to immerse yourself in enduring culture. <laughs> you can do it. I know that you've been sampling the food and, and I, and I, I love that you were asking so many questions and studying and that's great. Like, thank you for that. And Dorian, this is just pets. really weird for me. And I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is cool. Chief. Pat's, I, I, uh, you see him pass Pat, like a pocket of the tactical vest and a piece of like the crystal fruit is peeking out of it. Okay. And he says, thank you for that. You've helped me, but really I, I gotta go. Uh, you're going to, Maybe you should, when you get a chance, maybe make an appointment with the commander. Just. No, you know. take it. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, also, Goodbye, well done at the tournament. Uh, thanks. I made it to the semifinals. I knew you would. Good night. And she hurriedly leaves. And Tech heads to the shuttle bay. <laughs> you just. <laughs> yep. All right. What's everyone else doing? I, oh. I mean, I imagine everyone's celebrating their faces off in ten forward right now. Um. And yeah, Solon is definitely serving drinks right now. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I, I'll, I'll say where I am. I am sitting quietly in the ready room because I imagine no one's in there right now mm -hmm. and and like because her office has a specific purpose and like her quarters is kind of meh um, and it, not that it's bad it's just um, there are different places you want to be when you want to think for different things and I think the ready room is like because of all the stuff the captain said earlier um, about me being captain one day, mm -hmm. and I and I and I think that she's just kind of sitting in the ready room, and just like as relaxed, and is like, oh, thank the like, it it was a miracle. Like the whole ship just got to have not even. It, it isn't just that they beat a gem hadar. They got to see a thing that they feared do an act of kind gesture, even if it wasn't to them, even if it was just to Nodrin. They got to see a Jem'Hadar differently, and that's going to seed into their beautiful brains so different. And like, she's just like, I think I think Exio is actually losing her mind, and <laughs> is just kind of like so grateful to be alive because. Pe Living beings are so complicated and are unpredictable. And no matter how much I study, I will never fully and truly understand another person and the way that they might behave. There is always a possibility for 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 a surprise. And she, it's like ecstasy. She's just kind of like taking all of that in and is just joyfully sitting in the ready room, but like <laughs> privately. 
you as one person are the two people that agreed to share the gold medal at track and field. Yeah! <laughs> like, yeah! Like, she just keeps getting up and changing seats and then, ah! Oh, like, Commander, I didn't oh. expect anyone to be in here. Oh, hey! And uh, Sol is wearing go clothes and has, like, a bag and seems like they were coming in to grab a thing from the ready room before they left. Are you heading out? I... I was getting my stuff together. How are you? I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm still very nervous, but I kind of can't take the smile off of my face. Did you see that? It was the most beautiful thing there's ever been. Oh. What a good, what a good sign. I think I believe in signs, Captain. <laughs> well, we have it here first. One of the most advanced computational intelligences there's ever been. Signs. Hmm. We'll have to pay attention to those now. How do, how do we take the sign? I just really thought that we were going to end this night quite divided, Captain. I feel ashamed. I, 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 I genuinely believed we were going to lose tonight. And I... What's wrong with me? I trust my crew. I love my crew. And a pure... And everyone's together. So many new avenues, so many new options, so many new connections. How's the, how's the ambassador? I didn't even get to see them after the match. I can't... They saw the back of Nodrin. <laughs> and right now, I think we're setting them to work overtime, hoping to do something. Well, sure. of course. Oh, yes, of course. You're right. About what? Huh. Everything. We take that as a as a preface, but no. <laughs> the crew is not divided. No. We unify. We work together. I need my staff. I'm not now, stealing cool. off like a thief in the middle of the night. And I think, I think Exio just like bursts into tears. Um, it's, it's interesting too, because you are watching an artificial intelligence that has become completely self-aware and has become emotional. Um, so, Exio's explosion of emotion and the sobbing, it's, it is like, there is, there is an exuberance to it, Captain, that's very similar to watching a child laugh cry yeah. at the same time. Oh, and I just wrap you up. Yeah. And I think barely, barely the contact of the toes upon the floor. <laughs> and all you sort of hear is just, I've been expecting the worst and ever. What? And, and you, I'm like trying not to break HIPAA, but like you just hear an occasional just <laughs> 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 like <laughs> the fact that like 
Paul is trusting me and, and, and oh, there's just, I'm not saying it out loud because again, Pippa, but there is just, she's been wrong about everything today and she's so happy about it. <laughs> We're going to have best, faith. <laughs> yeah. The best part, Captain, is as Exio is sobbing into your shoulder, uh, you're not getting your uniform wet at all. Oh, aren't that? Aren't that? That isn't Exio. What's that? Hmm? Oh. <laughs> okay, and then I think probably a good like ten minutes of just like, wow, I must have been holding that in. Um, <laughs> she kind of she sits up. Because one moment, she schedules an appointment um, with a, a a counselor. Okay. Um, herself, and um, and then uh, she sort of kind of goes, shakes it off, and um, and she just says, "I once read that animals shake off fear after they've been chased." <sighs> and then she like does a full like again like a just dog trying to get rid of all the water off of them. You've been watching patients enough to know exactly. Yes. And, um, (laughs) and, and then as soon as she stops shaking, everything is back to pristine order and she taps her badge and she does a crew, uh, a, a, I assume at the, the senior um, staff, senior staff, a senior staff, um, meeting calls senior staff meeting. Yeah. And then just stands there and smiles. And then takes um, my chair. I just uh, grab you real quick. Holy crap. <sighs> Love you, Blip. I couldn't adore a captain or a person more. <sighs> ah! She just lets out one last, ha! Ah! As she sits down. <laughs> um, and we'll wait for them to assemble and I'll tell her I- all about the ribbon. I so, think the cat has been right almost like outside the ready room, Captain, because she's looking for you. So literally were you, just, were you just listening to Exio sobbing? Um no, she was not listening. She absolutely was, but she was trying okay. to be like, and she's like, Where well, I'm not listening, I'm just gonna like give this the space it needs. I'm just gonna like do a quick lap and come back mm-hmm. and it'll be over. Um, but the cat comes in and she's also uncomfortable. Like uh, uh, McCrell uh, takes a little while because when she gets the call, she's still in her quarters and she's slowly putting away like what she was wearing in the tournament and like is putting back her doctor uniform mm-hmm. and kind of like holds the the warrior armor a little too long and just kind of puts it down and and then goes to the replicator to or, to or she goes to get a cup of tea and then stops herself and goes to the meeting. Okay. Um, Olin it would have been in the diplomatic suite, type like tapping out, like sending off so messages. We're going to cut yeah. to that because yeah. uh, you. I'm going to put you since you are in the Alpha Quadrant, you can have direct contact. To, mm-hmm. But you are not in Shackleton anymore, so no. you can have direct contact through subspace relay and be speaking directly to uh, Starfleet Command. Let's do it. So. You are currently speaking to you. When you contacted the diplomatic corps, um, this has been about 45 minutes since the tournament or so, about this point. Um, when you are finally pushed into the diplomatic corps, you are told it, first of all, currently it's one in the morning 
on Earth. And uh, you're not sure which attache you're going to be forwarded to. So as you're waiting patiently, you're shocked when Azalea's Jat, the UFP Secretary of the Exterior, appears on the screen. This is one of the president's uh, cabinet members and the head of the UFP diplomatic corps. <laughs> so you see him appear on screen. There's a little bit of a, a shock and says, Ambassador, we need to discuss something immediately. I need you to fill me in on exactly what has taken place aboard the USS Ross in the past hour. Well, that news got to you very quickly, and Olin is just gonna go. <laughs> they're just gonna tell him what everything everything they know, because um, there's no reason to obfuscate. Okay, so he and listens. In conclusion, I think it would be best if we extended the full scope of ambassadorial privilege to uh, first. Uh, I can never get his last name right. Ilcat Eklon. Ilcat Eklon. Yeah. I'll get it uh, one day. It, I've, I messed it up at the top of the episode, so you're in good, you're in good company. Um, so he nods and says, that's not something we can simply hand out, Ambassador. But I... you'll be happy to know that that may not be necessary. We've received an emergency communication on an encrypted channel from the USS Ross. Diplomatic channels only. We were contacted by the Vorta that is staying there. He is demanding a shuttle back to the Dominion immediately, without Ilkat Edlan. I see. I will make sure that request finds its way to the captain. Immediately, and ambassador. I'm going to review the report, so we do not think the USS Ross is at fault here. This seems to be an internal di Dominion matter. That was my read on it. Good. Then we are in agreement. Please keep me posted on what the outcome of this is. It's important to note that if Ilkat Etlan, the first Vorta, that it, that the first Jim Hadar, if he should be left aboard the USS Ross, this could be a problem course. Stay in contact. I will. Thank you, sir. And you see the, the office of the secretary. Just the logo up here up on the screen. And yeah, I think that's probably around the time they get the call of, hey, come to the bridge. Uh, and so... Yeah, so we can cut to everybody attending, stepping into the meeting. I will say notably that Tech is not there, so I believe Chief Singh would be there in okay. his place. Chief Singh does show up, yeah. Which, to all of you, that is surprising to see when Chief Singh walks in. For those of you who don't know what's going on. Um, Which is all of us. Yeah. Chief Singh has no idea. Well, no, Exio knows what's going on. Not um, tech? But what Tech? I think Exio knows that there is- I was there in the first meeting. When Tech suggested it, I'm assuming right. he's getting but, ready. Right, but then of course she tech. also has access to every camera in the <gasps> entire ship, so. Oh, I don't abuse that. Inappropriate. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, she has that. Wait a minute, um, would I have access to it since it happened in my medical bay and I'm the chief medical officer? 
Would I? I would have to know of every surgery. And so, so to be blunt, there's no way somebody is undergoing cosmetic surgery without the authorization of the chief medical officer. Sure, but it'd also be HIPAA for uh, you to tell us about it. That's correct. Well, I can tell you now. <laughs> um, but Chief Singh, to I, I can excuse to, myself to find out what's. I think that's what it is. It's because I don't need to be. Thing here. comes in, and mm-hmm. uh, Saul looks to Exio like, "Hey, could you find out?" I'm gonna. Yeah, mate. Well, if I see if I see Chief Singh walk, uh, walk in, I'll just be like, "I believe Chief Peck is not feeling quite himself right now." Hmm. Then I'll make a house call, bring some tea, and I blip away. Okay. Singh takes a seat and says, "Is this?" All right, Captain? Is it ship necessary? I can leave if you wish. You, your presence is not required for this one. It might okay. be better. Chief Singh gets up and says, good evening, everyone. Great fight, Doctor. Ah, great spirit. And Singh nods to you as uh, unzips the front part of his uniform as he's leaving. His beta shift has already begun. And uh, <laughs> all right, y'all have the room. We got word, as some of you know, that the Ryan Syndicate has risen again. And in all probability are supplying the Cardassian zealots who have been causing us so many problems and stars know what else and I admit I fully planned on leaving this ship in the dead of night to go do something about it all by myself but if there's one thing this night has taught me it's that this is a crew well worth trusting comes up with far better ideas than I ever have. So I could throw myself into the thick of things to try to feel relevant again. Or you all can start giving me some ideas. What have we got? Vren just kind of stares uh, and says nothing. Well, Captain, I can first suggest that you should not go alone. Okay, um, Olin, you do catch where my eyes go. They, they flick to the cat. I was not as slick as I could have been. No, and I think, I think, uh, probably Olin clocked that neither one of you came in in your uniforms. <laughs> uh, so they put the, the one, the two and two together, probably very quickly. But that look, just oh, that look. Olin, Olin starts to get in their feelings just well, a little bit. I, for one, am all for throwing ourselves into the thick of things, not alone, but launch ourselves right into the middle. Shanto. How far can we stretch what we've got without getting the Admiral who doesn't want us involved involved? 
Shanto takes a deep breath and says, I will need to... Oh, man. Admiral Tagus Kor, she's a different animal. Um, she has an extensive background in leading forces during the Dominion War. She's it's a term that you don't hear often about the brass, but she is kind of militaristic about things. She can be very... She's a tight ass, sir. Um, Astute analysis. But the USS Ross has made a lot of friends. I... I could call in some favors for the ship. And I might recommend one that you may not be that comfortable with, Captain. Sal leans back in their chair like, try me? What makes Sal uncomfortable? I just don't know what your relationship is with him anymore, sir. But he is one of the ranking officers of Starfleet Intelligence. And you two did work closely together for a long time. And if we were still close, he would be the one that I would go to get the justifications to actually do this above board and through Starfleet and not get myself kicked out of the... I, I understand that, Captain, but the thing is, is the only other person in Starfleet that was so vehemently determined to bring down the Syndicate was Admiral Nollis Ree. I'm just suggesting it because this might be the one card you can play. If you wanted to tap that, sir. If not, I'm sure I could... I mean, I might be able to figure something else out. Um, but on the outside, it's possible that I could use the the incident that just happened as soon as we can get an update on what's going on. I, I don't know what the status is with the Jim Hadar and the Florida that are on board. I have that. You do? The room turns to you. I actually was intercepted by a member of the president's cabinet on my call to Earth, and they received a encrypted communique from Nodrin requesting a shuttle from the ship towards Dominion space with the Jem'Hadar still aboard the USS Ross. We cannot allow that to happen. It got... I cannot get this fucking name. Um, <laughs> Ilcat! Like a sick pity. Yeah. Ilcat Eklon must return to the Dominion or we might have a very big problem. The Vorta's demanding a shuttle of us? Yes. <laughs> Perfect! We'll give him one immediately. Right away. We can put the first on the ship they came in on. Who else would be in charge now? 
indeed. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, we'll have to arrange with the shuttle bay at once. All of our trails have been. <clears throat> at once. We serve the founders. I will let. Um, was it Ambassador Jap? Or was it. It was Ambassador Jack, correct? Or does the, he go by Ambassador? Is it the, I know the one Jack. you spoke to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would Jack. be Secretary Jack. Secretary Jack. Uh, I will up. Uh, I will update Secretary Jack accordingly. Perfect. We don't have any shuttles that are especially dinky, do we? And I think I look to Vren, who has speed tested all of them, and thinks I don't know he speed tested all of them. Dinky. Uh... I know, we're amazing. We're the best ship There's, in space, but do we have a shuttle that's there, subpar? I swear, I swear to God, for a split second, I, for a split second, I was like, well, you could use the dump shuttle. And I was like, no, no. Nope. You don't have those. There is no dump shuttle on no, this No, we ship. return all of the pirate ship stuff that we get. This is <laughs> you, uh, there, I was like, don't you have an Orion dump shuttle? All right, that was the other no, campaign. No, yeah. right, okay. um, uh-huh. uh, friend says, well, um, I mean, so first of all, any shuttle he takes, he's not keeping. No, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, we just want to make this an extremely comfortable trip. Well, the smallest type of shuttle we have is a Type A personal shuttle. But if you want to be funny, and I, and I do mean funny, I love to be funny. Because he's trying to get a shuttle back to his ship, right? If that's the case. That's. I might recommend, like, I I might recommend a. I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, a Type 18 shuttle pod. They're basically one seaters. Make it so. I need they no nothing further. Perfect. They are not, uh, we have a few of them stowed in Cargo Bay One, and. Uh, they do not have warp capability and low impulse power. So it would be like oh, crawling. Oh, we have to give him the warp capability. He said he wanted to go right back to the to the Dominion. No. He didn't want to go back to his ship. GM GM clarification. Yeah. No, he just wants to leave the Ross. He's re- he's demanding okay. a shuttle immediately because huh. he's been told the transporter's not working. So you yeah. can assume safely that he is returning to his ship. He's just looking for a way off the Ross because y'all- Oh, okay, that's completely different on every level. Yeah, no, 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 like, no, no, I'm like, okay, cool, return, trying, we'll make it- He okay. is trying to get back to his his ship so that he can leave. But you, he he's been prevented from leaving because of the transporter. And he went along with this whole thing because he wanted to see the martial arts tournament. Right. But now he's done playing and he wants to get out. Right, <laughs> and okay. And he's refusing okay, to let Bill Cat- Yeah, yeah. He's refusing okay, to let Cat in laundry turn with him. New trolls, fresh trolls. Could we attempt to- Come up with a reason why the Jemadar needs to leave the leave Nadrin's quarters so that we can stow him on the ship. Which ship? What stow? The, what the shuttle. We, we we stow him away on one of the shuttles and then allow Nadrin to board that same shuttle. Nadrin leaves believing that he's leaving without the Jemadar, who we can say we put in the brig or restrained in some way. I do not trust what I don't trust how Nodrin would react to that situation when he found out that he was not alone. 
I don't think Elkatetlan's afraid of that. That's fair. Plus, I'm sure with the correct incentive, he might not ever realize that Iklat was on board. However, How- if we agree to give him a shuttle alone to leave the Ross, and then he discovers that we have all betrayed that trust, it could cause a problem with the negotiations with the ambassadors. All right, so how long would it take ambassador to get him some sort of regular status, get him protected? We put Nodron in a ship, in a, no, in a type 18 shuttle pod, and we have all of the time in the world to kill until he gets to his ship. To figure something out at which point we can transport El Catalan because, of course, our transporters are the finest in space. I mean, the you might idea. want to ask him. Prawl pops in. If the Vorda orders this Jim Hadar not to go, it's a good chance that the Jim Hadar won't go. I think El Catalan has proved that he speaks for himself. Insofar as it serves the founders, Pearl, why do you think he's trying to do this then? Create an internal incident? Prawl leans back and says, because Ilkat Itlan just pissed off a Vorda. So the Vorda is going to use the authority that he does have and probably order this Jim'Hadar to stay behind. That's a death sentence for a Jim'Hadar. And Ilkat Ilan will probably know that. Eventually, the Jimadar is going to run out of Ketracel White. And then someone is going to either have to kill him, or someone is going to have to kill him. Because he will try to kill everything within an arm's reach, and he won't stop until he's dead. So, it all it's depends. I mean, he did show some defiance down on the mat, sure. He won't fight for him. But... Vorda still has the reins. There's still a ranking structure. He might have shown some defiance, but there's no way of knowing. If he orders Ilkat Nidland to stay, there's a good chance that's exactly what that Jemadar is going to do. And there's no sneaking him on anything that's going to change that. So. What we need to do is get him Ketracel White which we cannot synthesize. I had some thoughts on that. Uh, Please give me them. They're probably better than mine. He gives you a look you've never seen in Prawl's eyes before. He glances around the table at everyone for a moment and just says, I'm sure the Orion Syndicate's got some. How did... The same? Yeri Prawl! You know, it's Vabrin Prawl has the exact same thought as Saul. So are we actually doing this? Vryn just goes, Holy shit. Sir. Um... Wow. 
we're doing this. Um, I look at the captain and say, if you need my services, captain, I am also a tight ass. <laughs> Meaning I can lose it. <laughs> so Shanto pipes in at this point and says, I'm just adding my two cents here, as they say on Earth. <clears throat> but bringing the Jimadar along with you on this mission could trigger a diplomatic incident. On the on the other hand, founder Odo might be grateful. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't know what the implications of this will be, except to say that Captain, in my professional opinion, as an aspiring JAG officer who specializes in international, or rather interstellar and Federation law, the only way you don't burn for this is you succeed. I thought there weren't Orion values in Starfleet. Well, let's succeed. Easy. At that point, Vryn goes, well then, fuck it, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> and Asmi says, I was talking about the captain, you're just a lieutenant. And Vryn just says, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm in. Count me in. Was this a volunteer thing or an order thing? I assumed it was volunteer. I'm in. I'm in. Has Exio come back in? What are they doing? Oh, I was waiting to do the knock, knock, knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a scene to do with those two. Yep, because I think it's the, with all of the ins, okay. Sol's thought is to look do, to the door. Let's to their do number a, one. Let's to do their first scene. place. Yeah, what's, uh, What's going on with Exio and... I would like to ring your doorbell. You're in the shuttle bay now, aren't you? Tech? Me? Or, no, Tech. Oh, Tech? tech is in, yeah, Tech is in the shuttle bay. Okay, so you would know that. That's a simple oh, matter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Tech. Um, then, um, yeah, I, I go find you in the shuttle bay. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Tech, you are going to be stopped by security if you were not dressed as an officer walking in shuttle bay one. Mm. So. I think I would like to try to use like an engineering know-how type of thing to see like when people's shifts are like sort of like sure. and he's humming a theme song to himself the whole time. Like, duh, 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 duh. Okay, <laughs> you're pulling a cronk. Okay. Um, okay. Then, then this is what we're gonna say. This is yeah. how we'll set the scene up. You have managed to monitor exactly uh, how many people are on shift during beta shift and during the changeover uh, at this particular period. Again, Cargo Bay One is yes, Jody Massive. It is the size of, it's about half the size of the San Diego Convention Center. Right. So it is a very large bay. <laughs> um, 
it's easy to sneak in because you've got all the right access codes. And as you're sneaking around, you see one of the shuttlecraft. Specifically, you see the Danube class runabout that you guys are going to be using. And as you start to approach it with nobody seeing you in the shadows, you are tiptoeing towards it when Exio bing, appears right in front of you. Ah! Oh, demo, demo. Um, oh, that is not that is not. Uh, that yeah. Is not Oh, a, a pup? Uh, no, it is you. Hello. It's an Andorian oh. in a tactical jacket who's got all the mannerisms of Chief Tech and Commander. the life signature reading of Chief Tech. Commander, uh, hello. Um, I did not expect to run into you here. I forgive me for frightening you, but there was a senior staff meeting called. Yes. Um, remember that idea that I had suggested to the captain about infiltrating the Orion Syndicate? Yes. I sort of felt guilty about that and thought that they could use my technological expertise, and so I'm... Uh, Are you stowing away? Well, I am volunteering secretly to go on the mission. <laughs> And I kind of grab your shoulders and I go, Chief Tech, don't worry. It is not a secret anymore. The captain has informed all of senior staff. Oh, no, they know. Everyone knows. I'm so oh, bad at this. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Um, I, I, I believe the, on, as a volunteer basis, you, you, you're welcome to go. Well, it, then I volunteer. <laughs> Great. Um, and I, and I kind of like do a once over of the tactical gear and I say, you know, it's probably better you didn't know right away. This is good practice. I put the whole kit like on my body. It's, it's really, pockets. I might wear this all the time. I can't tell at all. So many pockets. Oh, wow. It's like a cargo pant suit. Anyway, I'm going to prep the shuttle because it's going to need a bit of configuration to get where we're going. Thanks, Commander. Are we taking the shuttle? Still? Yeah. I th or I think so. Captain? Uh, the GM question. <laughs> yeah, are we taking a Starfleet shuttle to the Ryan well, so Here's the thing. Tech has been kind of out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> and was yeah. doing this and was going kind of like. Well, and I'm also out of here. the loop. So, so yeah. Tech was preparing. Tech was There's preparing. no loop yet. There's yeah. no loop. Yeah. We haven't so, built the loop. So, Tech's. Tech's thought was to prepare a shuttlecraft for this secret mission. So mm -hmm. if there is a different plan to use a different ship, Tech didn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. These tales are from the loop. Right. <laughs> That's what you get for not going to the meeting. Yeah, and I I'm gonna busy. Yeah, I'm gonna like put a, a, a finger on your chest as you go to like do the shuttle and I go, uh what I don't I don't uh, I'm not in the meeting now currently either, and I don't entirely know what's being discussed. So I'm not sure what shuttle or if a shuttle is being Escorted. Well, what else would we be? The whole Ross is gonna go. Um, d doubtful, but maybe <laughs> at least for a longer trip than we think. We might get closer. So I think you've got a few minutes before we have to do this. May, uh, maybe I should go to the meeting. I think we might need. Okay. To. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you want me to go in first? Yeah, maybe, and like tell them yeah. about. I'll tell them that you are incredibly prepared and Great. ready for the captain's orders. Oh, thanks, Commander. You're welcome. 
You look great. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's weird tongue. Yeah. But but no, but you, you really I like got... the antenna. <laughs> the doctor did a good job. Mm. Um, let's go. Okay. Okay. Rexio appears as everyone's saying, I'm in. Okay, and then I, I just lean over down to the captain and I give like a, a quick briefing of what's about to walk in. What? And then I want it to be like a huge like Star Trek moment, like the synths rise and the, the door opens. If I could sp- recommend. Yeah. Please trip when you walk in. If I could recommend, <laughs> Tech, honestly, you might want to psych to site transport this. Yeah. Again, walking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bridge. Yeah. Especially as, on the bridge. <laughs> as no Exio has like blipped away, Tech's like, oh, good idea. <laughs> and then it does a sight to sight. <laughs> okay. So, uh, funnily enough, uh, Chief Singh is the one that, that sights his Yeah. Sight. <laughs> yep. And um, beaming into the room as Very you appear, cool. um, Rin just goes, What? No, <laughs> I'm in. What? <laughs> Chief Tech is incredibly prepared for this mission. He's been in um, a little bit longer and has been um, preparing. I'm just getting the strongest deja vu for my time in the Calendra sector. <laughs> Does that do anything for you? <laughs> Jane asks Ren. Ren looks at you, Jane, and just goes, I'm sorry. I'm I'm stuck. Like a laugh is stuck, and I'm I'm just in shock right now. I don't know what to say. Yeah, about I just this. Uh, this uh, Exio like shoots eyes at Ren, and says, "We do not make fun of our fellow officers." No, no, no not making no. fun. You look. Can I, Chief? Honestly, he's into it. He's you make a damn handsome Andorian. I'm a pirate. <laughs> Are and Doriet. Owen is very happy that nobody in here can feel what they're feeling right now. <laughs> did we um, did we miss anything important, Captain? The chief was about to upgrade the shuttle to get us to our destination, but then we remembered that that might not be the current plan, so we wanted to check back in. I think we can use this. We're planning on taking the Corvette, and the challenge, of course, being. Uh, getting to the Corvette at 621 and then getting the Corvette to be released from Starfleet control unless unrelated to Ross members of Starfleet were to come and take it away per protocol that it might later rendezvous with the Ross if only we had someone who looked totally unfamiliar to our crew. Oh, me. <laughs> yeah. Also, Captain Vryn pipes up. Uh, I can totally steal that ship. Not. A We're not. St- Shanto, are we stealing? Shanto goes. Vryn, look at me. And Vryn goes, okay, I'm gonna get a mom talk from you. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, look at me. Never use that word again while you're on the special ever ever never again and he goes right you're right no 
Nope. Um, thing is, is docking protocols are a little bit lighter on Starbase 621. If yes. this was Starbase 1 and they were had an internal hangar, that'd be a little different. But uh, you beam me on board and I can make sure that the maintenance cycles that will warp us to far away sectors that we're going to will work perfectly. Wonderful. You can work with Chief Tech. Or Chief what Tech, take that souped up shuttle, go to 621 and secure our Corvette. You rendezvous with us in the Ross while we make what preparations we can. And that way the meeting of the two is ideally unobserved. Done and we will done. then proceed and Lieutenant, you're welcome. You'll get to fly the Corvette a little bit. Yeah. We and Dorian's got to stick together, right? And he wraps his arms around you, Tech. Just yep. pat you on the shoulder. Hey, you know it. Yup. Maybe I should talk like this. Oh, it's just the, the vocal cords that's uh, messing with me. Ooh, yeah, no, I don't want to know. Sorry. Yeah. Ugh. And about that moment, Exio reads the briefing that Olin Maginiel, um uh, put about Ilcat and just, if she was drinking water, there'd be a spit take of acknowledgement mm -hmm. and then just, oh! <laughs> yes, apparently Orta <laughs> is marooning Ilcat and Lon, or that is the plan. Hmm. Well, and Pearl just had the very best idea. Inspired, uh, really. What kind of mind could hang possibly... Out hang out with enough empaths, Captain. Sometimes they rub off on you. It's a good thing Olin is as dark as they am, uh, because nobody nobody's about to see that blush. Aww. <laughs> oh, imagine it were it were an artifact purely of saturation. <laughs> no, blush is a mood. <laughs> so what do we do about Ilkut then? We rescue him. So we, we take the Vorda off and let the Vorda do what he will, and well. If there's one thing Ilkatatlan has proved, it's that he's his own man in service of the Founders. I say we read him in. Keep him healthy? Uh, reading the, the that we're going to be stealing his, his medicine. <laughs> um, keep him healthy and then send him on his way back home alone. I like it. I'll go talk to him. A little independence. I'm... I'm glad to have all of you. I'm very proud to serve aboard the Ross. I've turned you all into terrible, mischievous hologies. I've done something, I think. I think you we... all did so much more. I think we all had a little goose in us already, Captain. Yeah. Honk. 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 Prawl says, I gotta tell you, I didn't want to be assigned to this ship at first because of the whole diplomacy thing. But, um, anything but, it would seem. Honk. <laughs> Geese, get out of my ready room. That Let's is a go. good stopping point for tonight's episode. 
little bit different than the meeting of the fellowship, isn't it? <laughs> you all decided to go do this thing. <laughs> and my antenna. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So we had our wild plan and we were like, what if bit more? Yeah. This is this is the splittingest of the party that ever did split. Oh yeah. Um this is gonna be interesting. At least we're not getting lost to a giant hole in the ground. It's true. That's true. It's true. Or another dimension. We did a whole last oh, yeah. contact from that episode. It was yeah. great. <laughs> it was great. Y'all, I I love <laughs> I just I love how off the map this is going. I cannot wait to see what y'all <laughs> do next. I cannot wait to see what y'all do next. Um that's going to do it for us here tonight on Clear Skies. So catch us here again next Monday. And Vod Squad, we love you. We know you're out there. Um, we will see you all for the next installment of this campaign that's starting to slowly wind down. And holy crap, y'all are definitely building towards the finale if ever I saw one. Um, catch y'all next Monday. Until then, my friends, hailing frequencies are closed. <laughs>